0: Howdy, folks, and welcome back to another episode of the Outdoor Evolution Podcast. All right, so today's episode I've been looking forward to give you a little bit of, a, I guess, background to the conversation that I'm going to be having today with my lovely co-host that are sitting across from me.
1: I'm glad he said there because <laughs> that means we're both lovely. Yeah, yeah both like lovely, yeah. both
0: lovely, lovely, lovely men. About a year ago, well, I guess it's not been quite a year, but October of 2020, um, Outdoor Evolution started a campaign called Hashtag Give a Shit, and I'm sure all of you that are listening have seen us post about it, have seen it on our website, maybe you bought one of our Protect Public Lands pins.
1: We had employees buy that, Did by you? the way, and it showed up in like record time, and they're so oh. happy with the pin, they're wearing it, it looks good. Nice. Yeah.
0: So. Basically what I wanted to do is start a campaign to look at the outdoor industry, outdoor influencers, people that were profiting off of public lands, the use of public lands, maybe the outdoor culture, the outdoor lifestyle and say, Hey, these are public lands. We're all profiting off of them. Let's start giving back to them because Outdoor Revolution, being a new company, you know, we started in 2019. Throughout 2019, we were able to, through various little projects and stuff, give back, raise, and give back over fifty thousand dollars to public lands. And it kind of started bothering me a little bit because I was like, "Well, if this little bitty media company that, I mean, let's be honest, the media company is me, and this uh, room, this room, this,
1: this room is." <laughs>
0: Um, it's big, you know. A film, a YouTube channel, stuff like that, can can give back to something that I am using, that I am promoting and getting more people out to. Can I convince companies and other influencers and people in the outdoor industry and in the outdoor culture to give back to public lands? So we wanted to start with cottage companies because there's tons of different outdoor companies and there's some really big brands out there multi-million billion dollar companies and some of them i mean not enough but there are a handful that are doing their part to mm-hmm. give back um which we'll call brand x and brand p p g g yeah. brand g
1: do you think that Pat they're making g. tents <laughs> that are or, or sweaters that are 1400 dollars? they're not part of that right if you have a fourteen hundred dollars sweater. I don't know. Okay.
0: I, I would like to. I, I'd hope so.
1: This is an inside joke. No one will know no, what we're saying. <laughs> no, is... no,
0: not at all. We had yeah. a little pre-conversation yeah. before this. Folks, we don't talk brands in here. No, we don't. We don't talk brands. Um, and you know, I I basically I wanted to to work with companies and and work with things that I knew and and being a hiker and a backpacker and using tons of different cottage company gear over the years. I knew that those were companies and products that I knew and maybe I could convince them. So really give a shit started to get outdoor gear companies, whether that's a tent manufacturer, a pack manufacturer to give a portion of their profits every year back to the thing that they're using and back to the thing that they are making products for, you know, not just are they making money off of it, but they're making a backpack that someone's going to take and go hike on a national scenic trail. Right or they're making a tent that someone's going to take and maybe go you know, sleep in the bottom of the Grand Canyon with that someone's going to get out with. And that's really where it started. And um, it, it, we've had some great success with it, and we've had a lot of companies that have jumped on board. And it's been a little bit of a slow burn for us, and we're trying to get more companies involved. But there was a company that it's kind of funny, and and why I wanted to have, you guys be my co-host on this is you guys were one of kind of, I guess the prototypes for this whole idea, because we started give a shit in October, right? But it really started towards the end of 2019, beginning of 2020 give a shit. didn't start till October, 2020, but when I was working on the film in 2019, one of the first things that I wanted to do with the film was start bringing in, Cottage companies, because I wanted that project to be a community-based project and something that gave back to public lands. That was, I guess, funded by the community. So we brought in different backpacking gear companies, um, and anyone, you know, we, we don't ever say brands on this podcast. We don't ever call anybody out. I mean, these these are great companies. You can go to OutdoorEvolution.com and you can find the film and you can see who actually sponsored the film but we wanted to start doing collaborations and really every time we did a collaboration, we just wanted somebody. We didn't want to make a profit off of any collaboration we did and anyone that's been listening, that's followed the outdoor evolution, you know, that we've done like a fanny pack with a certain company. We did a, a limited amount of them. We did, um, a beanie with a different cottage company. And every time we did one of these collaborations, we never profited off of it. We always just said, you know, you guys make it, put our logo on it, we'll put out a certain amount of them, and whatever percentage that you would give us for doing the collaboration, give that to your local public lands. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of always the goal. And one of those companies that I don't even know how the hell we – Got connected. It's kind of weird. I, I was do. thinking about it the other day. I
1: actually do, and it's a weird. It was like a weird it, it, evolution. Yeah, it was um, through
0: it was through Sleepy Whale. Right? It was. Yeah,
1: you knew someone there, and our head brewer at the time. Um, we don't talk about old head brewers. I don't name their names on this podcast. Oh uh, no, sure. we don't name his name. He's a great guy. He's his name is Chase. Guy. Chase is a great guy. Hi, Chase. Yeah, <laughs> he's in Australia. It's a funny story. he's stuck, or he was stuck because of COVID in Australia. But you showed up for. Um, a beer that we were making for something at Sleepy Whale. Right. And I saw you out at the van that you (laughs) had at the time.
0: Oh, yeah. And you came out and I showed you the
1: van. And I, I was busy with something else and I was like, sorry, I missed that. And I caught right away like, oh, this guy really is, he is trying to do something that makes a lot more sense to us than what a lot of other collaborations are. A lot of collaborations in the beer industry are just to make beer. Yeah. And have a lot of social media fun. Sure. And five years into that, you start to look around and go, everyone looks and acts the same, and you kind of popped out going, you know, you have
0: a. I was probably wearing like really short five inch shorts.
1: You were cute. Yeah. You (laughs) (laughs) know,
0: just look like complete hiker trash.
1: (laughs) Got to show those tattoos off, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, why get them, right? Yeah.
1: Got to show them off. What if you got? trails you hadn't done i mean, should i should, I should just start getting file. tons of different trails that yeah. i haven't done you, you can, can just do trails? horseshoe bend on your leg it's <laughs> just a big yeah just like <laughs> a realism the, piece of horseshoe band instant fame arizona areas I, I
0: feel like we're going into a bunch of deep cuts from previous <laughs> conversations <laughs> yes. everyone's listening to like you said the this is a bitching
1: podcast about? About. yeah that's but yeah, cool. yeah I, I sent something really quick that was like okay wait i gotta pay way more attention to this um and then I think we I emailed you and said you should come back down. We should re kind of recalibrate who we are yeah, together. Yeah, I think,
0: I think I mentioned that I was shooting a film about the Arizona Trail and, yes. and that we were going to be giving back. You were going to, to the
1: picket post um, area. Yeah. After that, yeah. And I was like, well, I know all these things. This is, you know, my backyard. I, I do a lot of playing out there, and yeah. I think we just connected over that.
0: Yeah. So what happened is we randomly meet on a whim and. To be honest, folks, like I mean, I've been honest with you guys. Like, I don't really like Phoenix, so it was kind of a faux pas for me to be down do, there in the I don't first place. <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs>
1: that's what. That's what. Hold on. That's what I found we, out. We Most do people love don't like Phoenix, Phoenix <laughs> even uh, no, we do not like some aspects of it.
0: Okay, I could see that. Maybe like the fact that when I landed the other night, it was like 106 degrees. At, like, well, I do like that night.
1: Satan lives there <laughs> and he's got his chamber there, but I, I don't love. This strip mall right. um, aspect of yeah. it in the endless same-looking thing. It's cool, though. And I, and
0: I found some joy in it recently because I really got back into music and vinyl. And, man, you
1: guys have some It's got a killer weird killer record scene, stores. right? It's got a weird, like, you wouldn't expect that. But there um, are a lot we, of things in Phoenix oh, you wouldn't man,
0: expect. Such great record stores. Um, but we ended up through luck or fate or, I guess.
1: Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, we'll um, go with that. Yeah.
0: Um, whatever your, whatever your, uh, belief system is. Coexist. Remember everyone. Um, coexist. So we ended up brewing a beer together um, after I talked about how I was going to do this film and how the film was going to be giving back to the Arizona Trail Association and Public Lands. And my co-host today, Jonathan and Pat are the owners of Arizona Wilderness Brewery.
1: Hmm. That is. Never heard that one. That's actually really good. Owners.
0: Owners? Are you not owners? I'm just
1: kidding. We are owners. We are. <laughs> we, we said you guys tricked me this whole time. No, that would be great. Then, God, you're we're just busers. yeah. I was gonna say yeah. you're just dishwashers.
2: We're co-hosts. Of, of <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're the co-hosts.
1: Uh, yeah, I, like I like that. I like that. Can we bring our brand into this? Yeah. Arizona. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about your brand. <laughs> we we want to make small um, passive digs at Darwin because we like him so much. <laughs> that means we like him. So no brands, but we can bring <laughs> ours up
0: so not really knowing me at all and me not knowing them at all i just mentioned this thing that i was doing and how i was trying to give back and these cats brewed a beer with me and we entitled that beer through the great southwest and then you guys were awesome enough to give a big chunk of the proceeds of all that beer and you guys did two batches right
1: we did yeah the second one was to release the film downtown yeah and you did the Orpheum here. Yeah. In first, yeah so we... we had it at
0: the premiere. You guys sold it at at both of your your locations. Mm-hmm. And that was really kind of the start of me being like, well, if I can get like, I can randomly meet somebody in five inch shorts in in a parking lot and show them my van and get them to <laughs> care enough and replaying that yeah. first meeting <laughs> <laughs> and, and quote unquote, give a shit and get yep. back to something then like. Surely I can do it with a lot of other people and with like companies that are very connected to like national scenic trails and national parks, you know, outdoor brands, like people that make outdoor gear and stuff. So recently, um, when we launched Give a Shit, we had four. four Did you five launch companies.
1: that like Elon Musk launches satellites into the night? Or yeah, I was just backpacking recently and saw. <laughs>
0: this oh did you see the StarNet? is, is that what it's called like yeah, StarNet or something yeah you it sounds like me, something right? from star trek it's mm-hmm.
1: incredible to watch yeah. so when i hear launch now i just i can see outdoor evolution launching
0: yeah. I, I was in joshua tree um we the, don't say joshua tree that <laughs> <laughs> that's too too on brand <laughs> I, I was in i was in the park the night that they did that weird spacex launch like Back in 2017, and yep. they didn't tell anybody about it, and it scared the hell out of everybody. I was standing in Joshua Tree National Park, like looking up, being like, Oh, well, here comes the end of the world. Yeah, Sweet. we all
1: did this. I was on the Santa <laughs> Teresa uh, wilderness. So, yeah, yeah, I'm
0: kind of like Elon Musk in that point, I guess. Yeah. I'll take that. Perfect. It's a weird comparison, but I'll take it. I mean, I'm a co I'm not going to so come out with a cyber to... truck. Maybe I'll come out with a cyber backpack or something.
2: Hmm. Maybe Elon will be interested and in give a shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe if he's listening, maybe he'll do something. That's true. About maybe
0: it. he can give like a proceeds of like his th- flamethrower.
2: Right. Back to, eh, If he gave, but as long as he doesn't give the flamethrowers to people going to public lands. Yes. Oh, yeah. Good point. good point. Damn good point. What's
1: 1% of $1 trillion? It seems like he could do something there. Yeah,
0: cool. I think so. So we recently, I was in conversation yet again with, uh, with, with, with Jonathan and and was talking about give a shit and all of this had happened since we brewed the beer together and they decided to sign up for give a shit.
1: One of the conversations trying to go back to it, but we, there's an increasing awareness of LNT rules being severely, severely broken. Right. Uh, we had that conversation where it's the more people goes, go out the worse it is getting. You had a point though, that turned my head around a little bit. You said, just remember, it's good they're going out. It's public lands. They Absolutely. all should have access. Any race, ethnicity, color, background. Yeah. Anybody. All, anybody should have access it's for to the it. public. The public and deserves that to be there. That riled me up a little bit, to be honest. Yeah. And that gives you a different charge to quit bitching about it, right? Yeah. Quit complaining about it. Do something. And about do it. something about yeah. people going. So we, I think that conversation was healthy because. I have had feedback that Arizona Wilderness, the name in itself is, um, you know, using that in so, a way that, that so we use the word
0: and like a lot of people's like buttholes get tight whenever you use the word exploiting. And I don't think exploiting is always a bad thing. I always like to to put that out there as a disclaimer. Yeah, like I, you can argue that by starting a YouTube channel and by making media where i was on public lands mm-hmm. and and inspiring people and encouraging people to come and do the thing that i was doing that is also exploiting public lands but again i don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing if you just understand that by doing that you have a responsibility right to be a to be a good steward of it right and to give back
1: it to it it was a good conversation though that it. led a little further to where you're talking yeah. about and yeah. i think the overall impact is I never what I, I, I never had intentions to fully um exploit wilderness from the beginning. I mean I can say that from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, it was sure. always I found out that I wanted to sort a brewery crossing the wilderness line. Yeah. But what I love is people even my staff after all these years still didn't understand that a wilderness boundary line yeah. is actually set by the federal government and managed by one of the four management systems um there's so much to learn and and i
0: think what like i tracked with you guys whenever i first met you and like why i kind of fell in love and one of the reasons i only come to phoenix is just to come to your guys's to eat that that awesome chicken sandwich oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um you know because i saw from the get-go like you guys are branding yourself as wilderness, right? You are using the theme of public lands and wilderness and you know national yeah. forest and and stuff like that in your brand, but you also know what you're talking about and you can back it up. And to that point, like whenever I first found out, like not even just doing the beer with me, that you guys were doing other things that were giving back and raising awareness. Um I was instantly like, "Oh, like this company even though they're not technically an outdoor brand like they're doing what all these damn outdoor brands should be doing it's even like being told to do it it's interesting (laughs) getting that feedback
1: even because it is true there are clothing brands that don't do um don't look point by point basis and say how can we apply our skills and logic there they look at this overall scheme and say let's make people think we do that yeah sure brand x that's sold in a store Good marketing,
2: right, versus being a good company. Yeah, right. Right.
1: right. And good companies have good marketing. They have a wonderful marketing program, but they also have good operations all the way around. And I think it's interesting when we don't know that we're doing it and yeah. someone like you comes along and says, do you want to be part of Give a Shit? Because yeah. maybe it's good to not know that you're going out of your way to try to be, um, try to be the things that are almost cliche. Yeah. Like, Get back, you I, know. I would say, John.
2: We do know, in in some ways, with the framework, um, uh, that North Star, with B Corp, yeah, and that journey has really given us the introspection to try to understand how we can be for planet people and profit be there as well for a greater impact overall. Yeah, and so we looked at things like one percent for the planet and said, it's big company X does that, but does that directly correlate to our surroundings? Right. Right. Do we, do we have transparency with that?
0: Do you think a lot of, and like we do this a lot on the podcast where we just kind of dive into things and maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're like calling something out that doesn't need to be called out. Sometimes I look at something like 1% for the planet. And do you think that a lot of companies, because this is just my, how I look at things. Do you think a lot of companies are joining something like that because they legit want, is is it more of a marketing thing with, with certain?
1: I'll give you two answers. The okay. first one, point A, is I know how ridiculously hard it is to run a company, and I never want to scrutinize any business sure. that does that, obviously, but they still, at least they're doing something. Yeah, I just know absolutely. how, how and painstaking the, the losses are, the hardships are. You don't get a lot of credit as a business owner. Um, but then one day you do, and all of a sudden your ego's blown up, right? It's just so hard to be sure. a, a business owner. Um, but point B is we have seen single-handedly the restaurant industry and the brewing industry. We're in both, which is a unique place to be. Yeah, And you might say it's not the same. Absolutely not. I can go to restaurants here that have no clue that we're a brewery. It's right. re- or they they don't associate. And I can go to breweries here that don't associate us as a restaurant. So we get to pop in both, and both industries are now all of a sudden doing everything that we have said for seven years. Yeah. I can tell you it, 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 it's not offensive by any means. It's kind of like your take on public lands. It's for everybody. Sure, But it isn't um, – it's, it's not quite there yet for most of those companies. We, we were actually made fun of numerous times by a few breweries in Phoenix for being too local yeah really. and and too local means what does that mean well we kind of asked the same like hey what give silly us silly <laughs> <laughs> we actually were saying give us feedback at the time what does that mean we're too like local. someone
0: telling me like me like talking about like all of this and someone being like like you care too much
1: right it's but like what a silly that's ass thing to, to me to what what one percent might represent is you can kind of have a toe in the water and be something for the planet what does the planet mean? Let's define that one percent for the planet. Like,
0: uh, and here's the whole thing. And why I bring that up is I don't feel that way because again, I very much feel that if you're doing something, it's better than obviously doing nothing, right? And I very much I track with the whole one percent for the planet thing. Um, it 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 just it, I find it always interesting to me. Like a lot of the companies that do sign up for one percent for the planet could be doing much. yeah it's not going to be as hard for them as like the little guys right yeah there, there's and, a, and that's I've gotten of a lot of great about.
1: feedback or i guess advice from in my life to worry about the people doing good not worry so much about what the bad people are doing and i yeah. i think the good companies that are giving to one percent they could take that profit and keep it for themselves totally and, and do oh yeah you know do absolutely they can go to um get a yacht and be on you know, some island somewhere and spend that money. But right. they're doing it right. I I really like that 1% has helped us understand. Like, for, for instance, give a shit meant something right away because there's a, there's a uh, North Star yeah. at 1%. And you're like, oh, that's like a 1%. Give right. a shit must be like that. Yeah. And you didn't have to go around explaining how radical this idea was because somebody no, had done it no. first. So I'm I'm a fan of those things. I, I will admit, though, again, I'll admit there were some brands that we caught – uh, one is friends of ours from another country, um, that had it as, at at their restaurants, and we dug deeper and thought yeah. that that's bullshit. That sucks that you guys are telling your consumers that you're you're actually charging them, and then you're going to a one percent. That's Uh, you're charging the consumers you're not giving one percent you're making the customer pay for it then they walk out and see on the on the door the sign that says we give one percent and you're like "Ah, you charge the one percent anyways there's the good bad and the ugly but the good is awesome and the companies that are absolutely doing that and i like that we can dig deeper into one percent if you research them they're pretty open about it kind of like you can dig deeper into my company or into your
0: company so so with the brewery like how long have you guys been in business
1: Like seven and a half years. It's kinda cool to say. Seven seven's a fun number.
0: So so with with seven and a half years, when did you guys start to give back to things and to pay attention to that? Was it something right away? Or was it something that you guys kind of We
1: started on Kickstarter? Um and Pat was brewing in another brewery then. And during the Kickstarter days, I you know, no one wants to go back and look at their Kickstart video, like no one wants yeah, to see themselves as yeah. a desperate for money kid going, I have this dream, right? But I was actually pretty proud of myself recently when I saw it. It actually started with the being a liaison between the farmer and the community yeah. and the consumer, you yeah. know, uh, farmers have to go through, you know, how it goes, the broker, the, sure, the, sure. the retail and all. I just wanted to buy from the I grew the up in Indiana. I get it. Yes. <laughs> We're so all you farmers. don't just go buy corn from the right, corn right. We're farm all farmers the... in Indiana. <laughs> right, right. Notice I said corn because I've driven through there. Yeah, thanks Um, Thanks for the brand recognition. (laughs) A lot of Hoosiers around. (laughs) But that's where it started from, my desire to to be a little different for our community and say, hey, we are a city that's rapidly growing, way too fast. I mean, anyone who looks at Phoenix can clearly say that. We are growing way too fast. And there's no way to stop it. But, you know, when I moved there 20 years ago, um, there were dirt roads in my neighborhood. You know, now it's a super high infrastructure area. So I kind of sense that coming from Ohio, not far from where you grew up, I knew that the farmer down the road is different than the big corporate farmer. Right. And so that's where it started. I wanted to just represent that. What that authenticity uh, turned into was people like the Nature Conservancy approaching us saying, hey, you are very authentic. Oh, that's interesting. And you're following through with things that we haven't seen before. And that allowed us to look at the conservation side of it. So then, so then, then company. what you said
0: earlier, it started more of like a local thing. Like we want to, we wanna, I guess, back local and we want to – Present yeah. local Yeah. Well, is I
2: think there was there were a few philanthropy efforts that happened that were were suggestions based on working with Eric Marsh on the Granite Mountain Hotshots beer. Some of these projects started to come yeah. to our plate and we accepted them. Yeah. So over the annual cycle, let's do that again. Let's do this other project again. Yeah. And they were geared around creating. You know, Adding to an organization that's doing good,
1: like like Pat Tillman Foundation. Um, mm-hmm. No one made us give seventy five hundred dollars. Eric Marsh Foundation. He just mentioned Eric Marsh was the the uh, captain of the Granite Mountain Hotshot in the nineteen. Dear friends died on that fire, and so we were you know we knew about Eric a lot, but. We were actually working with the Wildland Firefighting Foundation, another awesome organization. But there was a local one down the road that's, that benefited Arizona Wildland Firefighters, and it was named after Eric Marsh. Yeah. So we just did it. No one made us do it. And it's I, sure, we're patting ourselves in the bat, but I'm just giving you how sure. it turned into the conservation side. Was when you surround yourself by greatness, when you have the Audubon Society writing you and saying, we'd like to work with you, the nature conservancy, you do put your proverbial shirt and suit and tie on sure. that we don't, yeah, yeah. you know, sure. but you do. And you get, you walk in that room and you realize you're picking up a lot of great nuances and intricacies that you didn't as a company. Yeah. And everybody has anecdotal data or stories about, um, Arizona back in the day. Um, what the nature conservancy presented was here's real true data on how shitty things are in Arizona right now. Right. Water wise we think uh, we think that we could grow barley on the Verde River yeah and switch farmers to that barley and you you are the brewery that would be the first that we choose to brew with that barley we said yeah. hold on big hold on here you got to malt that barley you know very oper- operative thing but sure, it's sure. you can't take bread and bake with it you'd have to malt it and that just means bringing the sugars out sure so they built the malt facility because they did find the money, and they found out that this would benefit um, and be, fit into the bylaws of the Nature Conservancy. It would benefit the Verde River where they own that section. Yeah. That wouldn't have happened if I didn't have a Kickstarter video where I told the consumer I'm going to be different, and then it truly wouldn't have happened. And this the golden ticket here is we actually spend more money on our processes than I could, than most restaurants. I will sure. just say that in most breweries, and we're proud of that. We have p meetings where we don't talk about the profits that could have been. We just don't. Because if we did, it would be dystopia. We would say, oh, my gosh, we'd be multimillionaires. The truth is the state is better for it. I can prove analytically that there's 125 million more gallons of water in that river because of one woman named Kim Shonick from the Nature Conservancy saying, I have an idea. We start to think like that as companies. There's billions of gallons. There's electrical, like if we all thought solar differently and not relied on the federal government, but relied on small business. Think about the amount of things that could change um, if we thought that way. So we want to be a catalyst.
0: Well, I think it comes down to, and like we've talked about that on the podcast before. It's, you know, we talked about it in one of the episodes that we did about tribalism. And it's like people tend to be so passionate and people will fight for the craziest things of like this is the brand that I like and I'll you know I'll die on the sword for it or this is the way I like to hike or this is the you know my political beliefs or my religious beliefs and like people will really give it all and like whether that's financially or time or whatever to fight for something so I mean I mean that just makes sense right it's the things that you believe in and the things that you use that you benefit from. That you need to grow as a company, especially like local, right? Mm-hmm. You need that support because you're a local brewery. So you're willing to stand up for that thing and fight for that thing, get back to that thing. And, you know, it's it's kind of been this common thread as as we went through some of these episodes where we do bring up public lands and how it's so weird with public lands. If, like, if again, if you break down the outdoor community, if you break down the outdoor industry, you have all these people that just – die hard like I love the outdoors I love national parks I love national scenic trails I'm a through hiker I'm a backpacker I'm a kayaker I'm a climber and then you're like yeah are you fighting for it and they're like well it's not really my job and it's so bizarre how I don't know what it is about public lands in general that that so many people May I
1: add one suggestion that yeah. I think I have because the National Forest used to do this. There used to be rangers. There used to be the BLM would have actual people in the field collecting yeah. data. I mean, when's the last time you saw Game and Fish is out? I agree with that. Sure. But the I, I guess I'm agreeing with <laughs> the proverbial person that's here. But there's not a lot of rangers. There's not a lot of representation anymore. And when I see right. a ranger, they tend to be the same looking type of person, there's not a lot of representation in that world anymore. Right. So you're talking about a new thing. And we are the Rangers. It's weird. Like, you think about National Forest. We are the we actual are. people who are protecting it.
0: Exactly. And, like, again, that's kind of been the whole idea behind Give a Shit. And That's been the whole thing of, like, what you just said. Like, we are the Rangers. Mm-hmm. It's about, you know, we did an episode uh, with a good friend of mine uh, named Benny Brayden. And he has started a term and basically, um, it, hopefully this isn't releasing too much information about what he's trying to do, but putting together an organization and a nonprofit called Responsible Stewardship of saying, like, hey, you're out here. This is yours. It's public land. You're using it. You love it. You're profiting off of it. You're enjoying it. It's up to you. Like, be a responsible steward mm-hmm. of it because it is yours. You are the ranger. You are the protector. You are the... You know, it's public, right? It's public mm-hmm. land. It's not the government's land.
2: For your average consumer, don't yeah. you think that it they could just support companies that support public lands and that as was, the easiest possible way to do it? And that's such an easy
0: way to do it. Right. And that is why, like, it kind of sounds like we just set up for a commercial, like a plug. Like, <laughs> and that that's why. You give can, a shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> and day. that was the whole point of give a shit. Because for years, especially like with what I've done for six years, talking about gear and like i like this backpack i like these shoes i like these tents throughout the years every once in a while i would have somebody send me an email leave me a comment send me like a dm and say hey i'm thinking about buying this tent from brand x like i've heard that mm, their ethics aren't so great have you like, would you hmm. suggest buying from this brand?
1: You're the moral compass. Uh, that's, that's, tough. which is, I don't want that yeah. responsibility. At all. Yeah. so like
0: that is, you know, maybe that was an early seed for give a shit, but it's like, well, instead of highlighting all the time, you know, this brand and this backpack and these shoes and, and this thing, whenever, like maybe uh, not all the time, I know what the ethics of that company are. Give a shit was more about like, well, let's find companies that do care. Let's find companies that are like taking a, a a piece of that money that you're spending with them and putting it back into the thing that you're using, and that's really kind of the whole point of it. Like every company, if you go to theoutdoorevolution.com right now, you go up to the top and you click on hashtag give a shit, it'll take you to a page that explains what give a shit is, and there'll be all of those companies. You click on you click on that that logo for that company, it'll take you to their page on their website that explains what they're doing to give back. And that was kind of the point of it. Right. Saying like, well, this is something that you can do as a consumer. You know, like, yeah, sure. Not everybody, you know, not everybody is like me and is going to go out and make a film and and, you know, sell that film to people and then take proceeds from that and give back to something. Not everyone's going to brew a beer, right? And but something that all of us do, especially gear geeks, is like buy gear and like every year, new backpacks, new shoes, new stuff like that. So the kind of the whole point and of it try is, to
1: remove the bias of inauthentic or yeah. unauthentic marketing. Yeah, and it's you saying saw like, the hey, color hey, these and companies, the, the, the way it looked in a commercial. Now you're gonna say, hold on, when I go out with that in the wilderness or in a public land space, am I actually contributing by buying this or is right. it is it just and, another and what an mini- easy
0: way to like it, yeah. you as a consumer like yeah you don't have you know x amount of dollars to donate to something a year but hey you bought a backpack that you're going to buy anyways and at least you know 10 percent of the money that you gave to that backpack you gave 10 percent back to public lands you did your part right mm-hmm.
2: and that was kind of the whole point
1: it's interesting that it it's very similar to what Pat and I are going through with yeah. B Corp. Sorry, we're bringing up a brand, but I think B Corp should be brought up in this topic if you're cool with that. Yeah. Um, B Corp is, uh, is clearly, if you're in the know, you're in the know because you love B Corps. And it's a pretty easy guideline. These companies it just are. became a business podcast. Yes, but... <laughs> it, it, we're going to educate all kinds of things. Right, right. Google B Corp. That's everybody. the best way to do this. or <laughs> Or look up via your own... Um, outlet on the internet, but I like that because we had just gone through uh, the assessment. We're trying to pick up become the first, um, one of the few Arizona B Corps, which yeah. is sad. Um, but what, the first brewery, um, and it's just there's no precedent for this. And when you approached with Give a Shit, it's like this is the same thing here. Yeah, this is the future of how you buy products. Why would I? There's eight thousand breweries, Darwin, in America. Yeah. Why would I go to the one? Um, even if you have to go out of your way to get to us, why would I go out of my way? Well, because I know that I'm giving money to a company that turns around and makes sure that the state's better. Exactly. The thing
0: that I'm using anyways, the thing that I'm doing anyways, like it's kind of like it, I've always been, and I'm sure you ready here in about five seconds, you can hear faintly in the future, a bunch of buttholes snap shut. Are you ready? I thought it was the train coming. (laughs) 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 Here it comes. I am a big believer in selective tax. I've always thought if I'm going to go out and buy a backpack from random outfitter, that the tax that I pay on that backpack goes to the outdoors. It I, re- I the remember you getting
1: called out week. hard for
0: ta- oh talking God, like this, man. and it sucks that someone... It, it's weird because like, I didn't even make the statement. Someone asked me, like, hey, uh, if you buy, um, how would you feel about if every time that you bought... Um, you know, a, a backpack or, or something like that, like the the tax money went directly to it. I'm like, well, I think that's a great idea. And I mm. never thought about it. Like, I don't think yeah, about things I like would, that. I would hate to ridicule people
1: based yeah. on it. But oh, it made um, me think like, well, of yeah. course, that makes sense. A, a like, quick answer, ridicule is so silly. But at the same time, aren't we Americans and we challenge the system? And you're challenging yeah. the system and trying to create
0: your own. You're not. But the weird thing is like this is something that has been happening for a long time, true. It's the, it's the Dingle Johnson Act. Yeah. Um. I can't. I always forget the name of the other one, but basically, every time that you go and buy fishing license and hunting license, that goes directly back to Game and Wildlife, like our Game and Fish. Yeah. Um. Always has, and that's been like God. They've been doing that since like I want to say that was put in place in like the 40s or something. And then somebody told me that in Texas. If you go into a sporting goods store. Everything's bigger. Everything everything is <laughs> Someone bigger. Someone told me that. <laughs> Someone told me that everything. A seven um, foot
1: six man told me this once <laughs> with his eight foot wife.
0: <laughs> um, that when you buy stuff from a outfitter or from a sporting goods store, that that actually the tax from that does go back to state parks and stuff. Mm, it's and interesting. And they've been doing that for a long time, apparently. So it's funny when I made that first statement of like, yeah, I think, and I didn't even make the statement. Someone asked, someone else made the statement. I'm like, that's a great idea. People are just like, screw you. But it's, I mean, it's no different than what you're talking about right now. It's like, if, why, if I'm buying something and it's going to benefit the thing that I'm using and the thing that I that I need, it's no different than like paying your taxes and like paying for your plates and it going to fixing the roads that you're driving on.
1: Some people think there's intrinsic things in America. Like the way we've done it's American. And yeah. I just think that these conversations are true American spirit. To be able to have that conversation yeah. and say, check this out. Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not right, saying but anybody it, else it is wrong. D- I like it's that it's causing us to dig right? deeper and go, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Um, because when you... <laughs> Again, going back to how hard it is to run a business, when you get into business, it's not easy to just give money. Right. You don't know what you're oh, doing yeah. for 99% of my, yeah. my career with that. We are just like, what do we do? What is other breweries doing? Um, we are the only brewery that I can tell you in the state that gives as much as we do yeah. back. Uh, we're proud of that, but we're also concerned by that. What. It, <laughs> What are profits if you're making more than the person down the road? I mean, you're going to have a better life than them. You're segregating yourself from them by being happier than with material items. Wouldn't it be cool if we all had to do this? I mean, yeah. this one percent that you brought up earlier on this similar taxation t- topic. wouldn't yeah. wouldn't be unique if you had to give back. I know that sounds like socialism. Oh I'm man! Not, Again, a bunch of know, buttholes just snapped tight. Yeah, at it. <laughs> I know. I know. It, but but we're we're giving. Much people know. just turned off. Right, right. <laughs> Bye. It's those, not those socialism because we socialism is anyways. a government fashion right. facet. But we are, we are small businesses saying, what if other small businesses gave back to? Uh, what they're supporting. It's interesting yeah. that you can just make a profit. You don't have to. You could be an asshole human being and make a profit, yeah. and that's just a unique um, topic to me. Like yeah, we is. don't do it because we have to. We do it because we saw the need. I mean, after yeah. the bushfire um, on Four Peaks, you know, it's the worst fire. I, I, the Wall of Fire is number one in the yeah, state, but the bushfires is. Just, yeah. Devastating, and I get to see in my lifetime what it's like to lose wilderness. I mean, that thing is not going to come back in my lifetime. Yeah, and Four Peaks is gone um, for yeah, the most sad. part, and so there's a need to talk about when you go out and you start a fire, it literally could burn a whole wilderness, right. you know, five hundred thousand acres, two hundred eighty-five thousand acres. Yeah. It was a monster. Uh, yeah, That's I can, so big. It was so. I can talk about that though, Darwin. I can say that on cans, but what does that do? Yeah. What if I were to give some of that to wildland firefighters? What if I were to give that to LNT um, right. in, in companies that were actually um, educating people? I'm not the educator. Right. I want to give money to educators, and I think that that's just part of the field we're in. We should give to the experts to say this is a problem, and here's what we do as a company. Kind of like what B Corp does, third party assessment. Yeah, we would like to go to other companies and give them money, um, like we're talking to Access Fund, because yeah. we can. We're not the experts in in right. in, in protecting public lands. And We're a brewery.
0: And that's for me, that was the big turning point for me because it was kind of driving me nuts. Because I mean, I was the same person. I mean, I remember being out on the AT in two thousand fifteen and there was a big talk about um which is it's been a battle that's gone on forever. And I know for anyone that's listening to this that, that knows the whole situation, things got a lot stranger here recently. But it's in headline 15, news. Yeah. <laughs> The, it's kind of funny i won't get this is big debate right now in like the hiking community but for years someone was trying to build a natural gas pipeline going across and maybe a little bit down uh, the appalachian trail in virginia right mm-hmm. and it was a big thing i mean that everyone was talking about all the time but that was the thing is like i was a hiker that was on the trail for the first time and here I am complaining about this awful thing that needs to be stopped and like people need to, you know, respect the trail more and, and give back to the trail, not destroy the trail. And but was I really doing anything about it? No. And then like as it as it went on and I, I started the YouTube channel, and obviously like I was gaining in popularity and obviously like through various types of, you know, monetization whether that's an ad running on a video or whether that's an affiliate link of like talking about my backpack and someone buying it on amazon or something the various ways that social media makers make money um i was profiting off of something but then like i would find myself complaining about something like oh that's terrible or that should change or i can't stand that national parks are getting overcrowded and getting trashed and i would get pissed when i saw trash on the trail And then there's just like something that snapped one day, and it's like, oh, well, why don't I just start doing it? Why don't I give back to it? Why don't I start educating? You know, I'm profiting off of it. And especially like I have a platform. Like I'm using my platform to talk about me, 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 me. Look at this amazing thing that I'm doing. And it's awesome because it's inspiring other people. And I mean, that was my goal, right? It was to inspire other people and get them to also get into these things that I found and have these adventures and and change their life and get out of the box get out of the nine to five the thing that i was doing maybe get over depression lose some weight something like that just change someone's life but at the same time i was like well if i can do that and i can convince someone to buy a pair of shoes by just saying i like these shoes surely i can convince people to care about something and give back to it and you know donate to it if not financially Their time, their heart, their soul, like fighting for something. And sometimes, and I've said it before on here, and I'll say it again, and I hope that there's a lot of people that are listening. (coughs) It drives me nuts that I tend to be one of the only people in my small, super tight, like uh, niche, which would be like through hiker, media maker. And I tend to be the only person that I know that's really doing anything about it or trying to do something about it. And everyone wants to turn a blind eye to it. I call it the bystander effect because like everyone's like, oh, that thing's terrible. But, ooh, look, look at this thing over here. Somebody else will take care of it. And that's the problem that we've faced with public lands over the last 20, 30, going on 40 years is like the bystander effect. This thing has been depleted. It has no infrastructure. There's not enough funding in it. It's getting trashed. It's getting burned down. It's it's getting destroyed. It's getting exploited. And everybody wants to complain about it and bitch about it and say it's this person's problem and it's their problem and, you know, it's their fault. Everybody wants to be a gatekeeper and think that they have the solution. Well, we should limit people, more people from coming out here or we should do this or we should do that. But no one's actually stepping up and doing anything about it to, like, move to progress it and move it forward and the, to fund it and this is a really
1: it. funny anecdote for you yeah but in england i've done a few of these walks you know walks are laid jogs yeah um pub to pub town to town and there just is the funniest scenario that matches this there's a dog poop issue yeah <laughs> people people put their dog dogs poo in a bag i mean it happens everywhere but in england it's really funny because it happens a lot You'll see five hundred piles, and right at the end of that pile, it says, "Just as a reminder, no one cleans this dog poop up." No. Signed the, the local government, whoever it is. It's the same thing. You can just a reminder: this trailhead and this trail—it's not managed in 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 any other way than yeah. than you managing it. There yeah. are deficiencies in people's mindset thinking i'm on a trail this must be managed by some organization it's sure the, there's two it, rangers
0: it's the bystander
1: yeah oh two, somebody else will pick there's it up. there's two rangers that might come by yeah yeah and that might be every third week um but you're the person who's here the most right now right it, it is interesting what you're saying the bystander effect because it
0: just drives me nuts man.
1: i have been a bystander myself and i think that that's the best part of of um giving a shit is you can kind of get in the shoes of somebody because it's overwhelming to get into the outdoors community. It is annoying to try to keep up with people. Yeah. Even my first our first bike pack, I got out, and I was embarrassed to see mountain bikers, and they asked, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. Um, I <laughs> bought a like three grand worth of shit, but I don't know what I'm <laughs> doing. I'm going to use these legs to pedal. Um, and it's a, you know what I'm You're saying? You're doing it right. That's how <laughs> yeah. you do it. Okay, and I'm not a biker. I'm a cyclist. Okay, guys? Yeah, but for anyone
0: <laughs> listening... Let's go ahead and clear that up. Yeah. A cyclist is someone that rides a bicycle. Spandex. Spandex. We'll say spandex. Sometimes loose baggy shorts. Okay. Maybe like the, the diaper, like the, the chamois. A biker is someone that wears assless
2: leather chaps. <laughs>
1: Maybe not
0: assless,
2: but leather, leather chaps. chaps.
1: They go to places like Darby's on Friday night. <laughs> they
2: go get the local Darby's?
1: pie. Dive bar talk. Oh, okay. Button right. top. <laughs> that sounds dive like bars. my type of place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they go to Champs Saloon Champs on Saloon. Saturdays. Man, that sounds like a good oh, place. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like a
0: good place to go get like a two ninety nine burger and
1: with your assless chest yeah. on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's overwhelming and that's my point is we do need to understand that this is an expensive. Um there's not a lot of cultures that uh, live on the wrong side of the tracks that can afford to get on those trails. Sure. So part of it's also inclusivity is there's a lot of white people out there. Absolutely. And why is there? Because it's expensive to join the fun. It's... Sure. Let me ask Sorry, you a
2: question, uh, Darwin, because I, I see this being a little bit of an issue and we, we're talking about we should encourage everybody to enjoy public lands. Everybody. When you see all of the different types of recreation and then including um, dirt bikes and these new vehicles and all of these things, how do you think that moving forward we can manage all of those groups Together, in the limited lands that we have, that are mm-hmm. not managed all that much. That's a good question. Do
1: Do you get dirt bike guy listening, girl? Do um, I'm sure there's there's dirt bike girl okay. guy listening. They need to. Sure. They need to
0: uh, dirt bike person.
1: Yeah, human. Dirt bike <laughs> human. human. Dirt bike human. They need to. Uh, That's a full body suit, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> we need representation because <laughs> they they look. They well, come... what's
0: funny is as soon as you said dirt bike human, I also envisioned. Someone that was half dirt bike, half.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a <centaur>. That's awesome. <laughs> they get all excited and they drive it. They right away. Like bird person. That's a great. I Ori. like that question a lot because it's 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 true. Like there are a lot of sports going on and are minimized. Yeah, we have uh, four and a half million acres of wilderness out there, but. Um, that's not a lot of space.
0: Well, you know what's very interesting to me? And if you kind of look at um, the protection of public lands and people that stand up and give back and really fight for public lands, you guys know it, the number one, like, I guess, sport or subcategory or tribe or group or whatever you want to label it uh, that gives back to public lands more than anything? Hand gliders. Would it be hunters? It would be hunters. <laughs> yeah. Hunters and anglers. Absolutely.
1: I'm blown away. It's not hand gliders. Gosh.
0: And here you go. Take that into what I said earlier they are okay with every time they go and buy that hunting license, that fishing license, that fishing pole, Mm -hmm. ammo, that a percentage of that goes back to the thing that they're using. Right. Now why? Now why is it why is it that group, but you have climbers, you have hikers, cyclists, you have all these other people that use public land. Yeah. (laughs) Bikers. Maybe bikers. um that that don't that don't care why and that's something that kind of boggles my mind sometimes i can't figure
1: out why no, we, we've that... never had access to seeing what the, the natural landscape was it's it, it, it's all lore they you know the the french trappers came right yeah a lot of them came first and then the mormon settlers would have come in this particular area we never got to see what they saw. It's right. unique. Like we're so used to parcels, yeah, sure. And sometimes I see a trail, and and you realize the it's like this trail has always been here, and this wilderness was or this this public land was built this way, you know, it was manufactured. Yeah. Um, it it's a shame that we can't showcase that. It the dwindling nature of it, it it does cost to bring it back. It sucks, but it does. It costs money. Sure. Uh, it, it's worth every penny, too, right? It's worth every penny. But it is interesting that you can't bring up putting a dollar into a in, you know, into a box that would go to even just maintaining that trail, yeah. even though you're paying your taxes for it. But we know that every year, and I can get into the Trump administration just because that's the most recent one, but every year we do talk big in the beginning about what we're going to do as a country. And then in the end, you look what cool, was actually done. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's been like that. For, it's every president. Don't get me wrong. Again, it's it's just Pat the and I were one.
0: talking about, while we were sitting in there, about, you know, I find it so fascinating that, and I think a lot of it has to do with kind of how how the country evolved and, and developed and what happened. But you had, like, really kind of the heyday of public lands, and, you know, it was from the 20s, 30s, whenever things like national parks were being established and we had like the national park service that was put into place right and then you know you follow that with the forest service the wilderness act the the national scenic trail act you have all these things and so much to where like recreation became a really big part of the I guess the everyday American life. And it was like, you know, it's what you did. You went on vacation and you got in the car and you loaded up with camping gear and you drove route 66 and you stopped off at this national park and this national park and you camped in this national forest. And then there was a time in the sixties and the seventies, whenever our country went through big ground shaking things, like you had Vietnam, you had like the assassination of Kennedy We went to the moon, right? To where everyone's attention shifted from that. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) We're not into conspiracy theories here on OE. You can catch that on our other podcast. (laughs) We'll be starting. Outdoor Um, (laughs)
1: de-evolution. The (laughs) (laughs) the
0: outdoor de-evolution. And you basically had a lot of people that weren't going to the national parks as much a lot of people that weren't going to the National Forest, that their attention was swayed somewhere else. So things like the federal government just started, well, people aren't using it as much. There's not as much need for infrastructure anymore. There's not as much need for education. Like, you know, you had the Smokey the Bear campaign, mm-hmm. which luckily that that has kind of like not really stopped. It was really big at one time. and it, it's It's not as big of a deal as it mm-hmm. was at one time.
1: He's not been canceled, right? He's okay. not. He okay. not. Why
2: would that not be as big right
1: now? Isn't that? It, it's funny that you say this because the, the wildfire West I know. needs and, Smokey. Uh, Smokey, if you're out there listening to this, <laughs> we need you back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no,
0: and I think that they have actually done a really like um, they've done a really good job in the last handful of years of kind of bringing that back in. I just mean like at the, one the time, like, think forest. about it, like Smokey the Bear and stuff was such a part of like pop culture and it was such a part of like in people's face. I'm looking at the back of your
1: your laptop here. Like, you know, we used our logo is based on the shape of the sign. Like there was artistry in America's marketing program. Totally. There was a lot that
0: really like kind of supported that infrastructure for protection of public lands. And then all of a sudden it just died. And I think that's because people's attention got swayed somewhere else They stopped funding it as much. They stopped educating. And then I'd say it kind of for about 20, 25, 30 years, it was kind of like, you know, a pretty even line of like, yeah, you still obviously had people getting into backpacking and mountain biking came in in the 80s and you had people flooding back out. But then there was this all of a sudden at the end of the 90s, beginning of the 2000s, boom, explodes. We're all Mm -hmm. part of it. Like it's the reason I got into long distance hiking. It's the reason you guys started a, a company called Arizona Wilderness. Mm-hmm. We're all part of this fad, if you want to call it that, right? Which again, like you say, fad. People are like, ooh, it's, not a it's a fad. Like people, we're all mocking birds. One person's like, this is cool, isn't it? And we're all like, yeah, that's cool. I want to do that too. And you, so you had this big boom, and now there's more people that are going out, that are wanting to experience it. Which again, they should. But that infrastructure's not there. That money's not there. That support's not there. And I think that's our biggest problem, right? Like, that's our biggest problem with public lands.
2: Maybe. Think of this idea. Okay. Hit me. So, for every selfie that you post in the wild, it
1: just costs a dollar. I'm into that. that. That's fucking brilliant. (laughs) I'm into that. I don't think buttholes puckered up there at all. No.
0: I think a lot of people were probably just like, yeah. A lot of people went, <laughs> yeah, went oh, yeah, okay.
1: shit, I'm, I'm going to go broke. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: it would limit the amount of selfies, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah there wouldn't be so many selfies of the same thing over and over again.
1: Less selfie deaths.
2: Yeah, you wouldn't
0: have saving, so many selfies. Saving lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, we're killing two birds with one stone here.
1: Don't say killing because we're saving lives. Oh, well,
0: we're saving two birds with one stone. here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't
1: understand. That's really well, well done. Um, I've never said it that way. But, I, you're, you're getting my brain stern because that's I, good that's what this yeah is all about. it's and again it's, for
0: anyone listening not trying to solve the world's problems here don't have the answers i don't have the answers i yeah I, you know i'm just another person just trying to like throw darts at the wall we're using it, our neocortex all, in the
1: most positive way yeah, i mean we've been given this brain we scientific. should talk about this we should yeah. it's interesting to think that we don't grow we're never going to grow the amount of land that we have well some in the future Who knows? But right now we know that this is all we have. More people are engaged in it because it is worthwhile, right? Right. So this conversation could be turning into a little more. And it's interesting that I'm going to bring another politician up. I'm sorry to do this. But Reagan's war on drugs, I hope that it comes back in the future of whatever President X is kind of the pro- public lands that's yeah i mean think about what the one drugs did to the 80s absolutely how powerful i I would i would say that what like i got a crack and i was seven because of this
0: (laughs) you 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 could probably (laughs) argue that the last public lands president would be really the only public lands president which was roosevelt tr right like it was yeah it would be nice
1: to have that be just funny because
0: that's not how he started like it took a minute for him to get there yeah his wife had to pass away yeah
1: um but the i don't know i just i think about how powerful dare was right can you and and then I, and i immediately think boy scouts and we've had some crazy stories come out of boy scouts and men toxic male syndrome yeah, and shit that's, that's happening there i hope we can get back where this conversation spurs a politician on yeah. to say i want to run in that campaign where but i
0: think what that takes though
1: is the people doing it first no you're right you're it right this conversation has to spread
0: and and what take what what makes the people, and I'm bringing bring it back full circle. You guys ready? It's going to be exciting. What makes the people do it is the brands and the leaders in the community, people that have influence, people that have an audience, people that have power, whether that is a YouTuber, whether that is a filmmaker, whether that is an outdoor brand, whether that is a brewery. It takes those, because, again, at the end of the day, we're all mockingbirds. We all love trends. So if you can set the trend of being, this is something you should care about. This is something you should give back to. This is something you should fight for, protect and educate. I think that's what makes the
1: change. It's a great point. I think of the um, the LGBTQ plus community yeah. um, and think about how far they've come. Absolutely. And now to even get represented, I mean, <clears throat> the worst thing that they're going through this month is you're using it too much. And I would love that to be, I just look at that and say, "How you're, far
0: you're funding public lands too much? You're giving yeah. <laughs> you're giving too much money back to the it, national. It would Park be nice service.
1: to what you're saying, if that was there grassroots.
2: Is, there is that term is there for a reason because there are companies like what we're talking about right now that would use the
1: pride flag to sell products to and just not exploit give it. to the right. to right. just right. Exploit community, it. right? And, and so that, yeah. And, and we should talk about that in a different podcast, in my opinion, because I think that that's a very powerful thing. I still am proud of that community um, that they they started with the Harvey Milks, the Stonewall, like all those things that were grassroots, if you will. Yeah. And then it moved into politics. It moved into Democratic presidents for the most part. I'm right. sure there's Republican presidents too who are talking about these things. But notice what I'm saying the trend, like, think about how the, the biggest problem is rainbow washing that sucks we should hit that topic you should not be doing that you should be considering that you should uh, uh, not use um, someone else's agenda to your benefit but i will say it's better than 30 years ago that you couldn't even walk in public and say who you were and i'm hoping that the same thing can happen in the outdoor community where you can
0: and i think that comes down to having the conversation it's talking about it it's not saying like this is wrong this is right like, I need to convince this person they're wrong. I need to convince this person I'm right. I think yeah. it's just by having that conversation, hopefully that brings more people that are passionate about it out of the woodwork. At least I'd like to hope so. I mean, that is what I've been fighting for for the last two years now. It's just like, by making that, the norm and by
1: me basically not shutting the hell up about it. Well, what would you, let's talk about some suggestions. Like I, I can tell you what I'd like to do at wilderness, but what what I was going to ask you as,
0: as being, you know, a, a business that has decided to join something like give a shit and, and give parts of profit back. How do you, how do you make that the norm? How do you push that further? How do you get more people to do that?
1: notice the pause (laughs) yeah oh yeah
0: and it's something like i think about all the time all i know to do is like well i'll start this campaign and hopefully i can get people on board and i mean i'll be honest i'll be 100 percent honest there's a part of me that was like kind of like a lot of things without getting into too much information and calling anything out in particular but it's to a point you make something the norm you make it the trend and then if you're not doing it like you're kind of you make it cool you make it cool you make it the cool and, and thing then, to do. Right. And then if you're the company that is not doing that, well, you're not cool. Or you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, that company's not doing that. Well, they also, that's, the that's other wrong. thing that
1: we can do at Wilderness is be successful for a long time. There's yeah. a, a a brand um, that we read their book, a major uh, outdoor clothing brand. We, we read their book and realized realize their founder wanted to be a 100-year company. Yeah. And that's not for profits. I guarantee if if he was in this room today he would say no, it's because it takes 100 years to make it cool. It right. takes a long time of repeating. So one of the reasons we want to be successful, we think about our success. Yeah, and I think it's easy to growth, start a trend, right? Yes. But like
0: trends come and go.
1: Right. And we say growth at wilderness with yeah. air quotes because <laughs> growth is is tough in a company. It's yeah. very difficult, but growth does reach more people and make right. you last longer. And over time, people are going to start to say, not especially other businesses, are going to say, wait a minute, I'm a brewery down the road, and I'm losing customers left and right because I'm selling the same kind of stuff that everyone else is. Yeah. I should bring up more outdoor conservation-based things. Yeah. I think it's great to bring up social inequalities and say, what if I had more? Uh, equal uh, customer base, you know? Well, I've always
0: made this weird argument ever since we started Give a Shit of, like, you know, to a point, you have all these companies that aren't giving back to the things they are profiting off of. But to me, and, like, I don't know, I might offend somebody when I say this or companies that are listening or anybody, but it's, like, to a point, it's, like, just even, like, it's not for the right reasons. This is not for the right reasons at all. But just even from a business standpoint of, like, I'm a tent company. I'm a backpack company, right? I need there to be public lands so I can make backpacks, so I can sell them, so I can make money, so I can put a new car in my garage every year. Why wouldn't I like, protect? Mm, That's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, Why wouldn't I protect the thing that I need for business? It might not be presented that
1: way to a lot of business owners.
0: I think that's that's how I'm going to start. I'm going to be like, look, if you don't give back to this thing now, it's going to go away and then your business is going to go under. Right. I mean, and that's the wrong, 100% the wrong reason. People should legit care about it because it's a thing that that you're supposed to care about and that you should care about. But at the same point, again, just from a business standpoint, it's like, well, that's just a good business decision. Why wouldn't you protect and give back to the thing that you want? That's
1: why we chose Access Fund. When we we met with them, they're out of Boulder, Colorado, and their whole mantra is to protect America's climbing. And we're not a climbing company. We have climbers. But the truth is they're actually protecting public access to public land. Yeah. And that was um the way that they grassrooted rooted that was very similar to the way we started. They just ran at it, then they found their north star and kept running at their north sure. star. I think yeah. every company should consider what I said is find your north star and run at that. But don't be a corporate structure where you can't make a move without, you know, X, Y, and Z having to line up. And so we felt like even the homestead down in um east of the valley they bought that on donors money to make sure that it didn't turn into a copper mine and they did it yeah and we want to be part of that that's amazing actually protecting public lands yeah that's amazing and you don't have to be a climber to go out there you know you you, and everyone goes yeah i mean i i guess i always like to speak in a devil's advocate mindset to myself yeah my schizophrenia (laughs) um I can hear the, yeah, but I, I don't see a lot of use in in a place like the homestead. Right. You know, it's hard to imagine no outdoors, but there are a lot of places that are starting to not have it. Yeah, there are. I grew up in Ohio. There's not. There's zero wilderness. There's one national forest, same and it's a in very Indiana small. Did. Yeah, so, same. And cornfields started to take over because in in um, the '30s, '40s that you mentioned earlier, the farming acts were passed. Same as the outdoor acts. The farming acts were passed, and it's like yeah. corn's the way to go. And if we lose that, you're missing something I can't explain that you're missing. You miss a cornfield. Who cares? We'll find a way to feed people. Yeah. But man, you miss wilderness. Um, You miss the outdoors. You know, Oak Flat's a great example, by the way. Uh, Oak Flat, you know, the proposed mine. Sure, it's a very, very, um, it's an indigenous tribe topic. It's also a public lands topic that you could drive by and never have access to that ever again in the history of the world because a mine took over it. That should mean something to you. That's crazy. Well, you use a cell phone, don't you? Then... Then start voting for people who ban copper mines. You know, start thinking about, you know, I understand what we're all using cell phones. It's kind of the mockingbird theory. That's why we're using them. Yeah. Um, and the amount of copper that's in cell phones, I guarantee we could recycle that and get the copper back out of them. Yeah. But our government doesn't talk about that. What they talk about specifically is the hot topic buttons at the moment run on a campaign on that hot bot button topic. Totally. And nothing really happens. I mean, we're all complaining about the government every day, kind of like we complain about the traffic. And also I think like the what there's money in, right? Like, yeah.
0: Like to and a point, you could argue there's no money in public lands. Yeah. I and mean, there's money for companies to exploit. Yeah. And make money off of public lands, but like, Public lands just sitting there being public lands. Like there's no money to be made. I that.
1: think, I think someone who's on the who, and every
0: time they are trying to make money on it, it's taking it, carving it up, and selling it off for copper mines right. or uranium mines. Grand yeah, Canyon I learned
1: like I learned more about land swaps because we were going to make a beer on for Save Oak Flat, but the tribe asked us not to. A-OK by us. We respected that completely. But the land swap that they're suggesting, the Rio Tinto Mine Company, I mean, talk about the worst um, possible thing next to murder, in my mind, is taking public lands and swapping them for another public land as a fair trade. Um, And those things are a very big topic. And you can't do much about that other than vote. That's where the politics comes in. Sure. and, and, And why it's interesting that no senator... President has to talk about public lands. Yeah. Notice they just don't run and they never talk about it. it's like War well, uh, Department of Interior. What about you, sir or ma'am? um But on the on what you can do yourself is is you do need to take more time before you buy products. I think it's clear. Yeah. I'm doing that with food. He's Patrick's definitely taught me a lot about this. Take more time before you hit the Amazon buy button research these things understand because that's the first part of it you on the trail can see trash and pick it up right that's very minutiae you know the the that stuff is uniquely important but it's minutiae the big one is you need to know who you're buying from if you're choosing product x because you saw an advertisement go to their website look at their about us maybe even send an email. You yeah. don't need that product right away. And I'm doing it too much in the biking world. Like you need this thing tonight, like a rubber intertube, right? I'm uh-huh. going tubeless. Sorry if I pissed anyone off. <laughs>
2: um,
0: you're, you're finally going tubeless now? Are you sure?
1: Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Four flats on one. Uh. Um, but, you know, rubber, what does that matter? It's just an inner tube. But after a while, it does matter. It does, matter. It does start 100%. to matter. So we should stop. And if you can't find a company that you agree with on rubber intertubes, then at least find the one that minimizes its its yeah. issues. Minimizing your issues is actually a very important topic. Like breweries put out a lot of need a lot of electricity and water, right? You could minimize that though by offsetting by using barley that's grown on a river that a farm switches from alfalfa, cotton, corn, the high water use crops. Minimizing is good too. If you're making rubber or virgin plastic, that's a big topic right now. Don't buy virgin plastic. Do not buy plastic that was made for one made from. Right. You know, you get everyone should sure. understand virgin plastic, right? But if you research the water company and you're and you're thirsty, and you know that that water company is going to clean up virgin plastic around the world with some of the profits, that's one step better than yeah. It.
0: And it's little things like you're yeah. not again, you're not taking money out of your pocket necessarily, right? And like money, you know, maybe maybe you got maybe you're a single mother and you got three kids and maybe you're working maybe i am yeah <laughs> and you're working you know two jobs and like you don't have a couple bucks to join a, a trail association maybe you don't have a you know every year you can't buy a national parks pass which is ridiculously cheap it kills me that they haven't raised the price of a national park pass 80 dollars for a year which is it's mind-blowing right like if I, I always say tomorrow they were like it's a thousand bucks i think like, sounds good makes sense yeah, yeah. duh Blame um, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, and and you can't like, you can't budget that and you can't afford to do that. And you don't have time. Maybe you are working two jobs. You don't have time to go swing an ax or go hold a sign at a protest to say, we should protect this thing. But just by making those small decisions and saying like, oh, well, I'm going to buy this backpack. I can either buy it from this company or this company. And Hey, this company will take a little bit of that money. And they'll put it back into the thing that I believe in, that I want to protect. And I think at the end of the day, like that makes Indoor such makes sure a
1: massive... You're right, and it's a massive difference. And make sure that that company is offering to take you along for the ride. Yeah. They should be very inclusive Yeah, and say Absolutely. everyone's welcome. And not only are you, you buying this backpack important to us, but we're going to do it again. We'd like to start this relationship where you're going to buy other things from us. Yeah, And I like when companies, um, yeah. they say only buy this when you need it. I like that advertisement. Yeah, absolutely. It, it seems like it would be counterproductive to profits, but it's not. Right. It, it's not. You don't need 10 million customers. Right. You know, you can get really 100,000 really great ones um, and say, come along for this ride. We, we want to include you in this story-based sure. brand journey. And it frustrates me when I do buy something and I realize I just bought that. I needed it. I don't know that brand. And I'm not going all on right. a, any journey with them. And the journey is, you know, even going on a journey with you, people started with you on on youtube and now they're getting deeper with you yeah that's how you get to know someone i,
0: I call them the one percenters <laughs> is that's that what, yeah that's, that's you okay that's what they've, they've come has there yeah, been a, they're, they're known for I, the first episode of this podcast it's called you don't know me i talked a lot about the one percenters the people that that came with me or that are still coming with me on this on this okay journey of,
1: is uh what's his name who made bowling for columbine michael um oh mike
0: Moore. mike Moore. is he gonna yeah. make
1: a documentary about it because he made a documentary about the other one Hopefully. percenters Hopefully. That'd be so interesting. Be so so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're the good news is we're you can see the passion in this room. We're really passionate about it. There's, we, there's, ne- it's interesting. There's never going to be this pure answer of how to protect the outdoors. There's yeah. never going to be. It's um, it's you just kind of hope that it goes away where kids are getting taught about the outdoors again. Yeah. It, you, I, schools are. I love. Oh, it's great to learn mathematics, but let's be honest. Edward Abbey, one of my, he's my guy.
0: Oh yeah, same big Abbey.
1: <clears throat> he talks about in Desert Solitaire that one day we'll have to run from our government. Oh, yeah. to the wilderness. Oh, yeah. It's actually not that far from now. No, and no, it's not. E- if we presented it differently, that you're protecting something that is ours. What public? Because public land just becomes this kind of. it's just a term that's going on like National Forest it's just a term maybe we rebrand that and have creative young people come in and help like what we did in the 70s with um, again all the logos that my company uses in the back of your laptop and like, maybe we do bring some youth back into this and not have a bunch yeah. of stingy white people. Absolutely. Say the national forest is a strategic thing that makes money. A bunch and of we, old men
0: sitting on their porch right. yelling at the kids. It get seems off their lawn. like yeah. that to me. Yeah. That's how know? I feel all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like, like the old curmudgeon that's just like,
1: get off my lawn. You damn <laughs> right. kids care about public it, lands. It, maybe it's time to bring in some youth and yeah. bring in different eyes and, and ears and African-American community, the Latino, Latina community. It'd be interesting yeah, to bring absolutely. in and say, hey, public lands means all of these people. It, it's not yeah. and just... And I've
0: started seeing those. It, it happened here and there. I've started seeing those seeds and I've been really excited over the last year. I've seen companies and certain people, again, not... There's some companies and especially some people um, that, that are going to my, I guess you'd say, my betters or my equals or whatever that aren't. But I have seen these little bitty these little sparks here and there of like companies saying, Hey, this month we're going to do this or Hey, we're doing this. And like, that's amazing to see. And, you know, I guess to kind of, I guess put a cherry on top of it. If, if you're listening to this, because you know, everyone that's listening to this, this is not like our typical episodes that we do. This is more kind of for a very direct it's for everybody. And you know, what we're saying is, buy products and make decisions based on knowing that that company or that person that you're supporting is going to give back to that thing that you believe in. I mean, if you don't believe in it, you probably not listening to this podcast anyway, so I'm not really talking to you, but
1: that's, as you said earlier, dead people. You don't. Yeah. You only care about living people. Yeah, only
0: living people. That's that's my segregations. Living people and dead people. I don't like dead people. That's the only people I don't Whatever like. Whatever ghost dead is people. in this building, I feel bad. <laughs> he for, does not like me. Yeah. Um, but if you are a person that has some sort of a say power, I mean, everybody has a say. Everyone has power, especially in today's world with social media and everything. But if you have a platform, if you have ten thousand people that are following you, or if you have one person that's following you. If you're a company that is a little bitty mom and pop flower shop down the street, or if you're a multi-billion dollar outdoor gear company and you believe in that thing and you want to see it fixed, you want to see it funded and taken care of. And you want to be a part of, I mean, it doesn't even have to be give a shit. Like as long as it's something you're doing some part to give back. But if you're listening to this, Again, you're an outdoor influencer. You're any type of influencer. One
1: dollar per selfie. Just remember One, that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's going to get to that, folks, if you don't do this now. That's my that's my act now. Act now. You come, you see, you save. Um, Or if you are a company that's listening to this. If you work for a company that's listening to this and you want to be a part of Give a Shit, get a hold of this.
1: Let, let me tell those companies, if they're listening, Pat and I have been very successful Um. Not only being a story-based brand that wants to bring the consumer along for the ride, and we have swapped consumers out over that. Yeah, we have taken the person A that didn't offer us anything. Sure. And we've traded them out for person Z. It's rarely B. It's uh, someone on the opposite end of the spectrum, and we're successful on it. We are. Um, you guys are living. It's worth of- it. It's worth the switch. Mm. It's also unique to consider that you're going to hear, you know, especially as the world melts even more, this melting pot, you're going to hear you know, equitable things more. We are becoming um, more equitable. You know, Becoming is quite a word, but we're focusing on it more. Yeah. And success has not stopped. We have not lost sales over this. And if you're a company um, who thinks, man, I, I, I got to apply the brakes, you don't. You actually don't. Just start doing small things yeah. every week. And consider who you're hiring. Hire people yeah. with these ethics yeah. and let them go be, you know, superstars in your business. It's interesting that we have heard a lot recently, go woke, go broke. Not true. Just not true at all. There, you know, woke's a whole different term. But I think that that just, when I hear that it's, Companies used to just, like Westinghouse, they made elevators and TVs and they never, maybe a commercial. They were inauthentic. They never had to show you anything. They could right. have had the worst.
0: And now I feel like you got to be
1: authentic. Like that's right. what people want. They, they could they have, want have the worst ethics. Right. And what if your kid, what if your son or daughter worked at Westinghouse and you found out that they were... Basically, slave, you know, labored, you know, and yeah. it was like that. By the way, in the fifties, at yeah, Westinghouse, sure, yeah, it, sure, was. Sure it was. There, there was a lot of stories about those kind of manufacturing. And think about all that. Uh, if you're a, a company who's on the fence and saying, "What can I do?" You know, I would, I would go all in. It's fun. It makes your life more worthwhile. It yeah. makes and it
0: makes a difference. Yeah, and that, it does. I think at the end of the day, that is the key it makes a difference
1: you're gonna see a whole new community show up to your place yeah and they're all really uh excited to spend money with you instead of wheeling and dealing and always trying to find a customer that's uh, gonna come back it's like these people are coming in and saying thank you for what you do yeah so go get them world
0: yeah just folks all i ask is that we all just give a shit Thanks to John and Pat for joining me as co hosts on this episode, and a huge thanks to AZ Wilderness Brewing for joining GiveAshit. Make sure to follow along with them over on Instagram at AZ Wilderness or visit their website at AZWbeer.com. If you're a company or an influencer or an, anybody that wants to get involved with GiveAshit, you can shoot us an email at the outdoor evolution at gmail.com. If you want to help support the podcast and get bonus content, like early access to episodes, hours of exclusive videos, and even a weekly bonus podcast with yours truly, you can become a member of our Patreon community, and we will leave a link to that in the show notes. If you've been enjoying the podcast, do us a favor and give it a rating and or a review wherever you're currently listening. Make sure to check out theoutdoorevolution.com to keep up to date with all of our new articles, reviews, products, and more. You can follow us over on Instagram at theoutdoorevolution. And folks, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in.